do it. I guess. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Now Available, the Internet's only streaming service podcast. I am one of your hosts, Adam Howard, and with me, as always, the man who looks like he knows a lot about weed and craft co- coffee, Ricky Ettinger. <laughs> I do know quite a bit about coffee, and I do know a little bit about marijuana. What I don't know a lot about is like how to make everything work properly. Because I had this right thing, like, okay, I'm gonna play this music, and then I'll, you know, I'm gonna make it work. I hit the fucking button too soon, so you can see me, and then you can see the music that's being played. Like, that's not what I was trying to do. Here we are. What's up? Yeah, so this is our first ever attempted a live stream of recording of uh, one of our episodes for now available. So we'll see how it goes. Um, generally, we go up podcast services every Friday. Uh, today will be a little late, obviously, because we're recording the show at 1041 at night uh, on the on the East Coast. So it'll be a little, little late to podcast services and then YouTube sometime in the next couple of days at this point <laughs> dude uh, i do i do love the idea of doing it live like i think that's really fun and like mm-hmm. i don't know it's it, like live streaming is always so interesting to me but i've only done it a little bit um right and this definitely is going to be a interesting go at it because like when we do it, when it's just like us, there's no pressure. Like you can just kind of like, you know, it's like relax. It's nice, but doing it live is like, oh man, what if I fuck up? What if I say something stupid? You know what I mean? <laughs> Honestly, like, like you, you probably feel it more because you're looking at OBS and the stream and everything like that. But I just have our Discord page where we record, and I'm just like, we're. I'm just like, just how we record every week. <laughs> Out of sight, out of mind. All right, I'm going to keep it like that then. Oh, so yeah. here's my... Uh, I've been thinking about it. So if you're a new listener or watcher or whatever, last week we had the legendary Nick Scarpino from Kind of Funny on. Uh, like, huge shout out to him. Like, thanks, he, dude, honestly, the coolest dude that we got to talk to. Yeah. Um, but since then, I've been thinking, like... If you could have a, who would be one of your dream guests to have on on this goofy little show? Because I've got I've got two picks for mine. Oh God, I have to think about that now. All right, you think about it. And I'll tell you who my two picks are. My number my number one pick, uh, for someone that I think is like actually obtainable, like someone that we could actually get a hold of, would be Ryan Haley of uh, Funhouse. He's like a He's a big movie guy over there. I feel like he does. He's on a lot of their movie podcasts. He knows a lot about like, uh, just weird, obscure horror movies. So I think he would be really fun to talk to. And like, he's he's just absolutely pure chaotic energy. Um, oh gosh! <laughs> like, he is just over the top. I think it'd be really cool to talk to him. Mm-hmm. So if Ryan Haley were out there, come on the show. Uh. My second, my absolute dream guest, and this is like, we've won the lottery, we have infinite money now, we can pay people to come on, right? Okay, okay. (laughs) If we could get Kevin Smith on the show, right, that would be the end-all be-all. After that, I think I would just hang it up. Because how do you beat that? 
Although yeah, Kevin Smith on again. <laughs> yeah, have him on a bunch of times. Uh, just like what, like an influence to both of us, and like some of my earliest memories are watching like his films and being like just so into it and like I don't know it would just be really he seems like a cool down to earth dude um I, I I don't know I think it would be really cool if I could talk to him even for like five minutes yeah I had to think about it for a second and then like at, right before you said it I'm like probably Kevin Smith if I had to say it Kevin Smith is probably the coolest person to sit down with him shoot the shit and talk yeah. about his movies and whatnot so for sure <laughs> uh one of the things like because i on top of having nick on the show and talking to him and being like you know being able to ask him all these like behind the scenes questions the reason one of the reasons i was thinking of kevin smith so much is i had just watched um mall rats and it, if you haven't seen mall rats there's this one scene where <laughs> this dude is staring at one of these like magic eye uh like images where it's like all distorted or it's like the like a pattern you're supposed to be able to see a hidden image and in the movie they're like oh it's a sailboat oh it's a it's it's a schooner or whatever the hell it is it's a sailboat for the longest fucking time and I'm like like up until this last time I watched it I did not see that stupid fucking image. I did not see a sailboat in there at all. And I was like, when I was younger, I would just be like, oh, yeah, there's a sailboat. Like, it's right there. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so there's two things that happens. One, I can't see it anyways because I have astigmatism. And because, so that, like, fucks with your brain. So you can't, like, see the image. Two... It's not even a fucking sailboat in that picture. Uh, in that picture, it's like it's like these different shapes. Because I, right. I I went on a uh, YouTube and there's like a guy who overlapped the images and then he like slightly pulled them apart, and then you can see what the image is like, like what it's like hidden. Okay. And it wasn't a fucking sailboat this entire time. I've watched that movie for twenty years. And there was never, <laughs> there was never a sailboat to begin with. So I was pissed. So it's like, man, if I could just be like, listen, you've been fucking with my brain for so long, for no reason. But I would, I would like to know if there was any other like weird little things that he did like that. Yeah, for for my for my like watching Kevin Smith movies, that's the only thing like that in them that I can think of. It's such, dude. I, I bet I bet there's a bunch of little tiny like um misdirections in, in his movies. He's got so many movies too. And they're all yeah, kind of connected. Sure. Yeah, it's uh for the view universe and everything, yeah, it's sure sure uh connected and like all the little hints and everything that are sprinkled around. I'm sure there's tons and tons of them. Cause I didn't realize it until the last time I was watching Chasing Amy that the um the where Banky like can't turn his head the like the certain distance is because of Michael Rucker's character from Ball Rats. It wasn't until like the last time I watched Chasing Amy that I realized that. Oh I didn't know that until right now. <laughs> well it's because it's not Michael Rooker, it's just some random silhouetted uh <laughs> dude. Cause he's cause he's with um he's with uh T S's 
girlfriend who is okay, the, okay. the daughter of Michael Rooker. What a oh my god, dude. Um Oh, so I just want to jump into a new a new segment called Rick's oh, Picks. Yeah, <laughs> Rick's Picks. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is only the uh, second iteration of Rick's Picks. Um and my pick for a movie that everyone should go out and see. Um spend the money, go to the theater, go when there's not a lot of people there, but go see The Green Knight. Cuz that movie is fucking cool. It's Oh, you saw it? So yeah, I, I went this morning at like um, at like uh, <laughs> eleven something, and it's me and like six other people in the theater. Um, it's kind of long; it's like a little over two hours. Um, but it's like a slow like grind. Um, it's like it's really cool. Like the the costuming and like the design of everything is fucking sweet. Um. It is a really cool movie. But my story from this, what? So I go, and it's me and one other guy in, in my whole row, and I'm like, "All right, perfect. Right. This is gonna be sick." Um, the movie is like about to start, and then a third guy sits all the way at the end of the row, and I'm like, "All right, this is fine." And he's making this. He's he's going. And I'm like, what? What the fuck is he doing? Like, <laughs> and I, so I'm trying not to like glance over, and I didn't want to be like, dude, are you all right? Like, what's going on over there? Like, <laughs> but I glance over, and I see he's got like a big thing of popcorn. So I'm like, oh, maybe he's just like, I don't know, he's just eating. Like, he's just a dude. <laughs> I don't think anything of it. Like, two seconds go by, and then it's fucking. <laughs> the loudest cough I've ever heard in a movie theater. Like it, like echoed in the fucking room. It was so loud. So I'm like, "What the fuck is this dude? Like, what's up with him?" This went on the entire two hours we were in there. He's just like, like sniffling super loud and like snorting. Uh, and I was like, "Oh man, I I love going to the movies. I've talked about it on this show." I am a movie pass card holder. Uh but this, it fucking it takes you out of it. When there's like a not like a rude person, but like someone that's being distracting, mm-hmm. it just it yeah. takes you right out. So go yeah, go see the green knight when there's nobody else there. But apparently not at eleven o'clock in the morning. I thought I was gonna be safe. I'm like, okay, it's Friday. It's early in the morning. I only had to pay like seven bucks for my ticket. I'm like, everyone's at work. This is going to be great. And I got stuck with this dude, which I mean, maybe he had like a, like a health issue or something. And like, I get it. But at the same time, like, damn, it's fucking annoying. <laughs> Shout out to that dude though. I love him. Yeah. I had, uh, I went to the movies, uh, in between last episode and this episode. And, uh, and I had a much better experience at the movies than you did. Uh, no coughing people and nothing like that. Everybody was calm and collected. And What did you see? I went and I saw Snake Eyes. Ooh, I want to see that. Was it fun? I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Because it's a great like G.I. Joe origin story. And like like they set up the world and stuff like that. And if you've seen the trailers, like 
the GI Joes exist, but Snake Eyes like doesn't have anything to do with them because it's like how he becomes like Snake Eyes and the GI Joes basically. And it's this cool origin story, and like it's cool how like it twists and turns and leads towards like what you know will happen with like the GI Joes if you're familiar with it. How there's Cobra and how there's the Joes and yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that sort of thing, which is is cool uh, to see that play out. But want to know what I didn't think I was going to see in that movie? Oh God, John Cena! No, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think that uh, Snake Eyes would also feature uh, giant snakes in it. <laughs> <laughs> Why are there giant snakes? <laughs> there are giant snakes in it, and uh, the thing is, the first one shows up, and I'm like scared shitless of this giant snake because it looks so realistic uh-huh. it's like a giant like python or boa constrictor or something like that and then you see another one come out i'm like geez and then there's three of them and they're terrifying <laughs> this is a pg-13 movie and i'm like terrified sitting there terrified of these giant snakes oh my god like, dude but I was I was watching my brother or watching it with my brother and like I jumped at one part and he's like sitting there laughing at me jumping at like the, the stupid giant snakes. I'm like shut up. <laughs> Did you see it in 3D? No. Is the snake coming out at you? God, I could I couldn't handle that. I would have to get up and leave. Be like no thanks. But I saw it. I saw the movie on Wednesday and then today I was driving to work and I'm like, I really want to go see Snake Eyes again. No idea oh. why, but I want to go see it again. Uh, I, I know. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say that, like, I've, but, like, in thinking about Snake Eyes and stuff like that, I've realized that, like, for whatever reason, I'm, like, a big fan of, like, the mid-level action movies. Because, like, I liked, I, like, Snake Eyes wasn't bad or anything, but it wasn't, like, John Wick levels of, like, martial arts and everything. Like, it was a fine movie. And, like, I'm like, I want to go see it again. And then, like, the same sort of thing with, like, Odd Thomas, Fast and the Furious. Uh, I Back when I watched it, I haven't seen it in a long time, but the 2014 Mummy with Tom Cruise or 2016 or whenever it came out, I enjoyed that one as well. <laughs> like, so it's, like, all these random movies that, like, start popping to my head that were, like, similar to Snake Eyes. Like, Snake Eyes isn't, like, a bad movie, but also I like The Mummy, so I don't know how much I'm able to judge it. <laughs> Because I know a lot of people hated that movie. Dude, I, I watched that movie because it had, um, uh, was it Jake Johnson? So, yep, Jake Johnson's in it. It's the, it's the best friend who's like a zombie throughout. I, I remember watching it and liking that one too. No, I, dude, I love those like mid-tier, like not, they're like, they're like blockbusters, but not, uh, they're right. not like street busters. It's not the whole block. <laughs> It's only busting like one part of the street, so the yeah, sidewalk the, buster. The sidewalk buster. There's a place for it. It's they're good movies. They're they're just fun. They're, they're movies. You get your your giant your giant uh, Mountain Dew because uh, Real doesn't serve Coke anymore. Your popcorn. You sit there and you you just just enjoy it all. One of the biggest betrayals that come out of the pandemic was the movie theaters not carrying Coke anymore. It is the worst. Like that was my thing. Is I'd go to the I'd go to the movies. I'd get the, the the coke and the popcorn, and I'm like, 
I don't know what to get. Pepsi tastes like like cat piss. I'm like Pepsi's not not for me. Uh, they have Mountain Dew, which like on occasion, like I'm okay with that. And that, but then there's like root beer, and like, do you really want to have root beer with popcorn? And yeah, it's like there's there's Sprite, but this is sugar water at that point. It's just. You're going down the list of the sodas, and you're like, I have no idea what to get. It's like it's the worst. I'm I've been on a Sprite kick lately. Like, I've been strictly Coke and Diet Coke and Coke Zero for like, I don't know, maybe the last <laughs> seven years. Like, that's all I've drank pop wise. But like lately, I've been on the Sprite, and like, it's it's good. But you're right. I can't imagine going to the movies and being like, Yeah, can I get a Sprite? Like, what the fuck? Uh, my thing was I would always get the Coke Zero, or a Diet Coke, and uh, Junior Mints. Mm. Uh, and those were like my two things. But the Junior Mints always like melted toward the bottom. So <laughs> when you put your hand in there, like you get like halfway through the box, so the second half of it is just melted all together. It's one slimy giant <laughs> piece of Junior Mint. Uh, so I had to back point, off of it's those. The, at that point, it's the senior mint. Yeah, it's the big mint after. At that point, big mint. Uh, what is? Did you watch anything else this week? Um, I'm trying to think. I started watching uh, Good Time on Netflix with uh. Ooh Robert yeah. Pattinson. I'm about halfway through that at this point because like I've been watching it sporadically. <laughs> And it's it's uh it's pretty good. I'm enjoying it. Um, but honestly, like people really love the Safdie brothers and are like crazy about them. But like their movies, I watch them. I'm like, these are like well put together movies that I I just don't vibe with them the same way like people go crazy for them. They're very stressful. Like it's a uh, good time, good time or good times. I think it's good a good time. time. Good time. Um. It's the same thing with Uncut Gems, where mm. that dude just gets into, like, shitty situation after sh- shitty situation, and you want them to succeed, and you want them to, like, make the right choice, and they, time after time, they choose wrong. So it's, right. just, like, it just gets you, I don't know, it, it gets you. That one, I like that one, but I liked Uncut Gems better. Yeah, like, with both of them, I've, like, Yes, there's tension here, but like I don't feel it like the same way that everybody else does. Where I'm like, "What'll happen?" That's just this. I don't know. That's just me, I guess. Just name for you, huh? I mean, I enjoy the movies. I'm just I'm not the same way where everybody thinks like, "Oh, like I was on the edge of my seat. I was tense the whole time. My fists were like balled up and everything." I'm like, I don't feel. I don't. I just don't feel the same way. I think like I think they're well done movies, and I'm enjoying Robert Pattinson's performance and everything like that. And like I really enjoyed Adam Sandler's performance in in Uncut Gems. But I'm just like these are these are fine films. I'm not they're not they're just not kind of my cup of tea. But it, it's not to say they're they're bad films by any stretch of the imagination. It's just I'm like okay. Dude, when uh, we went and saw Uncut Gems, I had, like, no idea what it was about. So, my buddy was just like, oh, we need to go see this movie, whatever. So, we go, and I remember leaving, and my stomach hurt. I was just like, because you, because I was just like, oh, my God, like, don't do it, don't do it. 
and then of course they do it and it's it's just that feeling over and over and over and it just i don't know that one hit me that one hit me hard where my i was like oh, i need to like lay down or something like my stomach hurts so bad yeah that that's the thing i think i think i would enjoy the movies more but like I hear people talk about them like that, where like they have this f- physical like reaction to the films, and I just for whatever reason it doesn't hit me the same way. So I'm like not as hot as everybody else is, but I, it's not to say like that I hate the movies. It's just they don't hit me the same way for whatever reason. Yeah, that eh, maybe when you watch the whole thing, maybe at the end it'll get you. Yeah, I mean it. it there are intense parts for sure, but mm-hmm. like. Um, I'm like, yeah, hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I watched, but I think it's it's been that. Obviously, the movie we watched today. Um, I watched Pretty Woman. I sat for the first time. So, I, oh uh, wow, yeah, my fiance was interested in it, and I'm like, okay, and it was an enjoyable film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I haven't watched that in years. Holy shit! On Peacock right now. That's how we watched it. Peacock. Because we were, uh, well, the reason we like decided we wanted to watch it is because they had the, the, the new season of the movies we made us, I think, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And they have a have an episode on that. And we like started to play it. And then my fans was like, why don't we just watch the actual movie? Because neither of us have seen it. I'm like, okay. Makes sense. We should probably do that then. There was, um, there was an episode on the new season of that show that I wanted to watch. But I can't. I think it was Back to the Future, maybe. Yeah, they did Back to the Future. They did. I'm trying to think of what other ones they did. It's Back to the Future, Pretty Woman. I can't remember if Jurassic Park was first or second season. Hmm. Um, they did Die Hard, but I can't remember which season that was in. Yeah, I don't remember all of them, unfortunately. Hmm. I think Jurassic Park was the new season. And then there's a fourth episode for the new season, which I don't remember. Because Dirty Dancing was the first season, I believe. Ooh. I should watch that. I used to love that movie. Holy shit. Dirty Dancing. Uh, me and my fiance just watched that episode last night. It's it's a phenomenal episode, and it's crazy like how like it plays out and the film's made and everything like that. Uh, so for what I've watched this week... Oh, boy. Um, I sat and watched the the sky cough for for two hours. <laughs> I watched the green guy cough for two hours. Um, I watched. Um, oh, I started watching. This is the end. Um, probably my favorite comedy movie. Um, uh, but I did not finish it, so I need to go back and finish it. Um, for whatever reason, you said this is the end, and I started thinking of the. The the Will uh, Forte show Last Man on Earth. <laughs> it's a little different than that. Yeah, it, honestly, it's probably because like I I'm reaching the point of being tired because I've been up since probably seven thirty this morning. So I'm like the dots are like trying to connect, but they're not. Dude, um, so yeah, this morning before I went to the movies, I was gonna go to um. REI, it's like a camping store. And uh so I get up at seven and uh I played hockey last night, so I didn't get home until like 
midnight-ish. I didn't fall asleep probably till like, 1, 2. So I'm, I got, like, five hours of sleep, maybe. So I wake up. I'm like, all right, I'm fucking feeling tired. And I hit snooze on my alarm. <laughs> I fell back asleep. Uh, woke up at, like, 9-something. I was like, all right, I'm going to get up. Hit the button again. Fell back asleep until, like, 11. And then I was like, holy shit, I got to go. Like, I got to get up and take a shower because the movie is at whatever time. So I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. Someday we won't have to have to deal with this when we're professional podcasters. <laughs> someday, yeah, someday when we're professionals, you guys can forget about it. <laughs> um, do you want to get on with the Do you want to enter the Matrix? <laughs> we can we can enter the Matrix. Uh I think it's this one. There we go. So our film this week is chosen by Nick Scarpino is The Game. The film was released September 12, 1997, directed by David Fincher and starring Michael Douglas and Sean Penn. The runtime's uh, uh, 128 minutes. The budget was $70 million, and the box office was $109.4 million. $70 million? Yeah, I'm kind of curious as to where the budget went for this movie. <laughs> they just drove around. They here's where they, they probably spent that money on <laughs> on all those tuxedos and shit at the in the very last scene at the birthday party. Yeah, because they they bought the tuxedos. They didn't rent them, so <laughs> the the prices skyrocketed. Yeah, there was that, uh, and then they probably did the. They had to do the uh, the cab take so many times that they just kept buying cab after cab after cab. <laughs> if you go, if you go to that spot in the river, there's a hundred cabs down there. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? So they used they bought all those houses that they shot up. They bought all those tuxedos. They probably bought like a hundred cabs. Michael Douglas's cut was probably fifty million, uh, and then they gave another tw- another twenty uh, to Sean Penn, and that was it. And that was it. That was the whole budget, though, to the two stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they did with that money. Yeah, I have no idea. I was I thinking about the budget. I'm like, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, I, do, I, mean, I think I think it probably all went to that uh, that opening motion graphics with all the all the puzzle pieces and everything falling through as the <laughs> the production companies went by. Seventy million dollar opening credit sequence. Jesus H. <laughs> I feel like. We'd only ever see that in a Zack Snyder movie. <laughs> yeah, because the opening of the movie is a half an hour long. <laughs> and it costs $70 million. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, Alright, let's get into the let's get into the good. Alright. Okay, the good. The good. For, for me, the good about the movie, what I liked about it, um, I thought the concept is really cool. Um... I thought I thought like the whole idea of you go to 
uh, a company and you give them X amount of money or you like, you gotta take some weird, goofy, like men in black style tests. And they're like, all right, we'll see if we can do something for you. And then uh, what I liked about what they did in the movie, how they told him that he had been rejected. Cause that immediately sets like, Oh, are they fucking with him? Are they fucking with like me, like the viewer? Like, what's really going on? So I really, I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did, what, what's something you enjoyed? I, w- I was, I'm definitely right there with you with all the twists and turns and stuff like that. Especially towards the end, I was like, because they kept doing like the fake out after fake out after fake out. Because mm-hmm. they had the, because uh, the. They go, like, at the end when they go to the tower that the company owns the whole tower, and they, like, and he has them all at gunpoint, they go up, they do the, they go into the cafeteria with all the actors from throughout the the movie, which I thought was, like, such a cool reveal, and then they go to the roof, and she's like, oh, he has a real gun, he has a real gun, there aren't squibs in there. And then, like, he shoots his brother, and then he like he's losing his mind, and then he jumps off the building. And then, but there's the pad there, and his brother's fine, and everything, and like all the fake outs that happen, like, because I kept <laughs> for whatever reason I kept buying into them all, where I'm like, he killed his brother, <laughs> and that sort of thing. Like, I kept for whatever reason I just kept buying into all of them. I'm like, oh, 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 <laughs> dude. I am 100% with you. The whole ending bit, I'm like, I'm like, oh, he's got him. He he holds up that one dude. He brings him into the cafeteria. Yeah, and then you get the big reveal of all the people in the movie are, like, actors, and they're all working there, and it's like, oh, shit. Like, I bet if you go back and watch the movie and you, like, studied those people at the end, you could pick them out. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, but- I definitely noticed a couple were familiar. Yeah, but it's fucking cool. Uh, mm-hmm. What I absolutely bought every single time when they shoot him up, and I'm like, "Oh, he's fucking dead!" Like, oh, he. They get upstairs, and she's like, "Oh, they're it's it's all fake, it's all fake," and the way that she like acts it, or like the way that she delivers those lines, you believe her, and then mm-hmm. but then you think like, well, at least I thought like, "Oh, she's doing it to buy time." Like the cops or whoever is on the other side of the wall and they're trying to, they're cutting through it. And the whole time she's like, oh, it's your brother. It's your brother. They're, they're here for your birthday party or whatever. I was like, I'm like, oh, all right. No, it is his brother. And then when it opens and they fucking shoot him, I'm like, oh, he fucking killed him. But yeah, but then when he jumps off the thing and he lands on that giant pad at the bottom, I was just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, who do you believe? And then he shows yeah. up. Uh, and this is really cool. That that whole ending bit I thought was really cool. Yeah. Well, at first I thought he just landed it. There was just some ballroom that had a giant inflatable thing in it that he just landed in at first. I'm like, okay, what is happening now? There was a there was there was a a, a formal dance going on with a ball pit that he landed in. Yeah. That uh, that ending though was I, like you said, it's fake out after fake out, and it's like I don't know what what's happening now and what to believe and what not to believe. Uh, there was what was there was something I was gonna say about the end. Oh, okay. Is there anything else that you liked in the movie? 
Yeah, I've got some more stuff. Uh, let me pull my notes up. Um, one of the things I know that I liked was the the sound design in the movie because when you get the opening shots of him going to work and everything like that, like it just sounds ominous the way his cars like moving through the city and everything like that, which I thought was a neat touch that you don't you don't see a lot. Uh, that sort of thing, and then I also like the um, like all the like sixteen millimeter home videos like type of stuff or eight millimeter film they oh, showed with the kids. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Um, I really liked the the moment where uh, where Michael Douglas is at the office and he gets the call for Seymour Butts to go see him. At, <laughs> and I just like that that kind of dichotomy between the brother and or the two brothers, where the ones like the the well put together one, and then the other ones kind of like the 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 less serious kind of like more fun one slacker sort of sort of thing. And I like how he just knows it's his brother, too, and that kind of relationship that they have. Uh, I did like how they set up the the CRS to be kind of almost seemed like this creepy, like, cult-like sort of company. Mm-hmm. Especially with, like, the two businessmen being like, oh, yeah, we had our experiences, that sort of thing, and, like, the, the lobby of the club he was at. Um, when we get to the doll part, like, the clown outside... Oh yeah, yeah, like that, like that doll is creepy. Oh like, yeah, it was terrifying. I was like, "Jeez, don't don't like that. <laughs> don't like the fact that his eyes are cameras either." Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, with all the cameras and stuff like that that they have hidden. Um, it's um, I did like the uh. Um, now I'm trying to find where it was in my notes. I did like how grounded the CRS seemed with like making the doll so it like had the eyes where you could see it as well as having like it seemed like a business but also kind of like this this sporadic entity that like jumped the floors and like mm-hmm. had people who didn't know about it kind of the misdirection with it all because it did the film to me felt very like grounded in reality and it didn't like seem like supernatural or anything too which I liked. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. I forgot about the Seymour Butts thing. That's like a, what a fucking timeless joke. Honestly, it's so fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, and then he immediately knew it was his brother. Yeah. I, that was really cool. Um, that part where the two, um, two business guys, he like asks them and they're like, mm, we're not telling you what it was like. The way that that whole thing is like, yeah, like you said, grounded reminds me of like hostile because like in hostile that, you know, it's like, yeah, they're killing people, but it's also not like, I don't um like not like a supernatural thing. It seems like it's something that could happen, like a secret yeah. organization that's just like, you know, the hyper rich do their thing. And this is like that same thing, like. Who, yeah, who could? I wonder how much that check was for at the end, when he or the the bill when he's like, "Oh, I'll pay for half or whatever." Like, I wonder what how much could that whole elaborate fucking thing have cost? Pro- probably like millions of dollars. You have to imagine because it probably costs like as much as a motion picture is to make because yeah. it's like a live action or like a live real time play sort of thing. Which and is and crazy they dropped them off in Mexico too. 
So yeah. they had to they had to drag his ass all the way out there and drug him. And, and do, have all the special effects and everything. All, all the special effects, all the um the props, like when they're in that when they're when he's in that girl's house and she has like all the fake books. Yeah, I thought that was cool. That was really cool. Yeah, I'm gonna do that with these books behind me. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna cut them in half and make them all fake books. <laughs> like that was, I don't know, that was cool. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder how much that bill was. Yeah, I'd be curious to see. Um, and then I also liked the fight scene on the stairs where they were. Um, I, it was at the point where they were at their house and uh, they're being chased like down the stairs and through like the back alley and everything oh yeah yeah yeah. as well as like um with uh, the fight on uh between sean penn and michael douglas characters as they're going down the stairs and chasing them and that sort of thing how it kind of like like visually shows like the descent into madness like michael douglas characters having which i thought was cool yeah that was um, cool mm-hmm. and then the other thing i noticed is i don't know if it how it plays out in the for the rest of the movie, but I noticed the one of the cards they show him while they're giving him the test is the car going over the bridge, and that's where he's like, whoops. And, like, oh. that happens to him. And mm-hmm. I wonder how many of the cards actually, like, correlate to different plot points in the movie. Because I saw that, and I was like, oh, that's for, like, the card from earlier, but I didn't go back and check to see, like, what else ties in. Um, and, yeah, my other thing was, uh, or my last thing in my notes was what we already covered, where it was, like, the fake out after fake out endings, mm-hmm. stuff like that was, was really cool. Yeah, I wonder how many of those cards. I bet it's like all of them. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I just don't remember what was on them. Yeah, I can't remember what the. F- I can't remember what any of them were. I besides that car one because he goes mm-hmm. because <laughs> every time we were watching all those Fast and the Furious movies, uh, my friend Nick and I we were watching them, and every time somebody would crash or something. We would say bitches be like oopsie. So every time, like every time they would smash into each other, like oopsies. And so that's why that him, the car going off the bridge, him saying oops, like stuck out so prominent in my mind because that stupid fucking joke. So I wonder how many other ones there are. Yeah, I'd be curious to curious to go back and check that out for sure. Um. All right, let's get into the bad. Okay, Ricky, you seem you seem rather eager. Well, no, I'm not eager. There's, I, I think I only have I think I have like two major issues with it. Um, okay. Well, the third one could be well. Okay, let me get to my first issue with the movie is uh, Michael Douglas's character is just like a fucking piece of garbage. Like he's just such yeah. an asshole. Um. Which I didn't really, I mean, okay, so it makes sense for, like, the whole movie, like, oh, this big thing is going to, like, turn him around. He's going to be, like, a changed mm-hmm. man or whatever. So I get that. But he's just such a fucking douchebag. Like, he's mm-hmm. just such an ass to everybody. Um, And so I didn't really like him all that much. Like, I didn't really, in the beginning, I didn't really care, like, what if something bad was going to happen to him. Because I was kind of like... Like you're just rude. Like you kind of deserve it. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's like my my most prominent issue with it. And I think my second one would be a lot of the scenes are like really dark. I don't know if that was maybe 
my TV or something, but it just seemed like there were scenes that were super dark. Like a lot of the, that when they're coming out of that house and they're like running around, you can't, I couldn't really see anything or like when they're driving around like, or he's in his own house even like, it just seemed really dark. Um, yeah, I didn't, I personally didn't have that issue. I didn't notice like it being too dark or anything like that, but I don't know what the case is because i know like with the outdoor shots and stuff like that they're kind of going for the dio noir feel and Mm -hmm. yeah that that might just be my issue that might just be my tv like maybe i need to change some settings or something so that's really not a knock against the movie Mm -hmm. but him being such a fucker is like his character sucks (laughs) yeah he's he's not a good character which uh honestly for like i honestly like you said the movie to work that has to be the case Cause, but for me, it didn't bother me as much because I was more so just along for the ride to kind of curious to see what happens next was the, at least for me, kind of the big thing. Mm, okay. Yeah, I think it was once you, like, in the beginning, I was so just like, man, this guy sucks. But then mm-hmm. as it kind of goes on, you're kind of like, oh, I kind of want to see how it works. Yeah, well, I'm more along for the ride, like, once you get mm-hmm. to, like, the middle of the movie. Right, right, absolutely. Um, yeah, those are my really, those are like my only two issues. And then my, um, what I was going to say is like, my thing with the movie is like looking at the ending, I'm not sure exactly what the whole jumping thing was supposed to show them as well as kind of why they, they led with the, the airport scene or like she's going to the airport at the end of the movie. Because I assume it might have been to like set up a sequel or show the game still possibly going, but mm. I'm not sure what exactly he that Nick was supposed to learn from like jumping off the building and stuff like that, and kind of being or doing the same things like his dad did. Yeah, because I think my guess is like it show that you that you aren't your father that sort of thing, but. Even so, I was I'm like, that's kind of underwhelming that that's what you're going to show him in the way you showed it to him. Yeah. Because it feels like it should be something grander because, like you said, he is kind of a garbage person. Because mm. what, what did you think about that? Um, I think like they just had him so nailed down. like They just knew everything he was going to do. So they knew that he was going to like, they were going to push him to that point of like jumping off the building. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but then when she's like, oh, I got to go. She's the only one that leaves. Everyone else is still at that party. Like all the other people that were working it were still at that, like that dude. Cause they show what's his name. He's dancing and he's got blood all over his neck from the squares. Yeah. So was she the only one that was on a new job or like are there other crs like head like agencies or like other locations and there's other like casts of people that work there and they needed yeah. her for something like yeah i didn't i didn't understand that well i know they said there's one in london that had been established but i'm not sure exactly what her deal or why she was because they said she was moving to do a different job or something like that mm-hmm. But I wonder if it's because they're trying, they were 
because I'm not sure if it's they're trying to insinuate that the game was still happening or that sort of thing. Because um, I thought it was a weird place to end it like that with her leaving and him being like, want to get a drink or whatever he says at the end. Yeah, he's like, you want to go get dinner or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it is a very weird way, like weird place to end it. Um, yeah, especially when you have something like like you're trying to be impactful with being like you're not your father. Mm-hmm. You you jumped, but you see you see you did it because of the consequences you cause, or it's a consequence. You're doing it as a con a self consequence to your actions. Where like your father was kind of a freak thing out of nowhere. Okay. So I guess I guess talking through it, it's supposed to show that he does not have the same issues as his father, and it's only if he were to be pushed to a certain point that he would do what his father did, maybe. That's at least kind of what I'm getting. That what they were trying to show him anyways. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, kind of like um he can change. It's yeah, uh like the ghost of Christmas whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah like he's he's showing they're showing him like it doesn't have to be like this. You can be a better person. Like you can fix these relationships that you fucked up along the way. Like, yeah, you're not your dad. You don't have to do what he did. Yeah, that's that's honestly my best guess as to what they're trying to show him. But even then I'm like I guess that kinda makes sense, but I'm still not like hundred percent sold on it. Yeah, I'm not sold on it either. Um, so this week I do have three letterbox uh, reviews for the ugly. Yeah, I, I'm so mad after we got off the show because I because we had the had the ugly for the other episode. And we didn't excuse me, we didn't bring it up. Yeah, because we kind of just got down the the question rabbit hole and it get, got to be so long that we're kind of both like at the end like okay we're gonna let nick go because yeah you've been here forever <laughs> Dude, yeah and i was like uh i don't know how long he has and i don't want to keep him away from whatever it is that he's doing um, yeah all right so let me just read these off to you okay all right so this week number one from user shreddy kruger <laughs> Gives it a half a star and says worst worst birthday present ever question mark. Um, yeah, I think I don't know. I his brother went to some great lengths for this birthday present and it cost him an arm and a leg, a small fortune. Um, I don't. What do you think? Do you think this is the worst birthday present ever? I mean, I think in the short term, yes, but I think in the long term, it'll have better effects. Than like most of the other stuff you get him, especially especially with a guy like this where he has everything. Yeah. What do you what do you get the guy who has everything? Yeah. You get him an experience, which is what <laughs> the movie's all about. You give him the experience of a lifetime. All right, let's go to. You have him think he's gonna kill himself. <laughs> oh, that comes in the that that comes up in one of these reviews. So. User Holly gives it one star and says, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm going to disagree. One, this one cracked me up because it's just, I don't get it. That's all it is. I don't get it. I don't know. Well, it's up to you. You 
Holly, you can make whatever the hell up. You can make it be whatever you want it to be. Alright, and then the third and final review comes from user Danielle J, who gives it one star and says, Man attempts suicide and then attends his birthday party. Because pushing him to suicide was apparently his birthday gift, question mark. Next year, just get him a card, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one, this one, I was like, okay, that kind of sums it up. Um, But is getting him a birthday card going to have the same effect? I think we can all say no to that. Yeah. And that's it for uh, The Ugly for this week. Thank you, Letterboxd. Is it Letterboxd or Letterboxd with a D? I think it's Letterboxd, because I thought it was Letterboxd, and then I searched it last week, and it was Letterboxd with a D, I think. I I use it. I have the fucking app on my phone, but for whatever reason, I just keep saying it wrong. Whatever. It's Letterboxd to me from now on. Um, Alright, you want to get in... So, I have the all-time ranking... Okay. If you want to do the other two for the hit list, and then I can just bring up the third one? Yeah, let me just make sure I have the the lists up for... Yeah, so you can read them off or whatever? Yeah, so I can read them off because I don't have it memorized. Uh, let's see. Let's I think I put it in here. Uh, I'm sure this is very exciting for all the listeners at home. Yeah, this is this is the most exciting part of the show. Uh, if you're watching this on uh, Twitch or YouTube or whatever, this <laughs> the hit list thing coming up and down is so fucking funny to me. It looks hilarious. I I don't know, Adam. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's just a little just, cubic, just coming up. And, I pulled I pulled up the Twitch stream. It's pretty funny. I it's so funny to me. <laughs> Alright, I'll stop. Okay. So I have this movie comes from Netflix. Uh so I have our Netflix movie rankings. At number four, we have the runner. Number three, mile twenty-two, number two, taxi driver, and number one, basic instinct. Ricky, what do you what do you think? Um, what's number two? Number two is taxi driver. I'd put this under taxi driver. You put it under Taxi Driver. At number three. Interesting. Because I was thinking it might be above Basic Instinct. Surely because I think the concept is more unique than Basic Instinct. Ooh. Another, two, Michael, two Michael Douglas classics going head to head. Yeah, I think, I think the more classic movie is still Basic Instinct. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just more well-known this point and that's really what made him and uh sharon stone like really big stars Ooh, above basic instinct i don't know if i can put it i like basic instinct more you like basic instinct more yeah and i've definitely watched it way more so maybe is this one of those things where like because you're more familiar with it you like it more just by default i mean probably um but I mean, uh, oh, there goes my light. There we go. Uh, I, I'd say that might be the case. I honestly, I've like, I, like, I've only seen Basic Instinct once, 
And mm-hmm. I slightly remember it. It was like the neo-noir trying to figure out who the killer is. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Which is kind of like, at this point, it's a pretty, pretty well through, run through genre. Where this is, it still goes for like the neo-noir aspect of it, but it's based around like trying to determine what's real and what's not. What's part of the game and what's reality and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I think I think it's more creative in that sense because it is something different. Um, but is it a better film than Basic Instinct? I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, it sort of gets tough, man. I don't know. So you want to put it at number one? That's. I was thinking number one, but I I don't. I'm honestly not sold on where it goes. Hmm. And I wanted to put it at number three. Mm. Could we put it at number two and call it even? I say we put it at number two and call it even. Number two. Okay. We'll put that into the rankings then. Number two is the game. I don't remember what the movie is called. <laughs> it's, it's called The Birthday President. So for Netflix, we have number five, The Runner, number four, Mile 22, number three, Taxi Driver, number two, The Game, and number one, Basic Instinct. That brings us into our uh, best movies of 2021 list. At number 10, The Hills of Ice 2 Remake, number nine, Shoulder Arms, number eight, Mile 22, number seven, High Rise, number six, Flubber, number five, Hurt Gillies, number four, Our Thomas, number three, Wonder Woman 1984, number one, Tenet. Ricky, where do you think? This one goes. Damn. Um, I think I would put this one above high rise. Above high rise. So that would be at number number seven. It'd be above high rise below flubber. Yeah, I think that's a good spot. Cause um, would I watch it again? Yes, but I've watched Flubber again, mul- like several times. So it's hard mm-hmm. to be like, you know, I, I would watch it more than Flubber when I have watched Flubber multiple times since we've done that episode. Because mm-hmm. I was, for me, I was thinking number, putting it number five, uh, below I Thomas and above Hercules. Oh. That's kind of where I had it had it placed at, but there's, but I could see, number I could see it really going anywhere in that that kind of middle middle tier. Yeah, in that yeah in that middle area, it could go anywhere. Below mm-hmm. Hod Thomas, you said. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I did like Odd Thomas more. Yes, I think that was just an easier put that one on. And it, like watch it. You don't gotta. Well, this one too, but this one's the theme of it's kind of like a you gotta be in that kind of mood. You know what I mean? Yeah. This Whereas one you're Hercules, on. Hercules and Flubber are more kind of fun movies. Whereas the game is kind of a more cerebral watch. Yeah. Um, I I could see it under Odd Thomas. Those two are kind of like. Yeah, they're not the fun kids' movies, animation, like dancing, singing kind of stuff. It's more 
uh, mindful, if you, I guess. Yeah. So do you want to put it there then? Yeah, I'm five. good with that. I'll put it number five. Okay. So that puts our 2021 movie list at number 11, The Hills Have Eyes 2 Remake, number 10, Shoulder Arms, number 9, Mile 22, number 8, High Rise, number 7, Flubber, number 6, Hercules, number 5, The Game, number 4, I, Thomas, number 3, Wonder Woman 1984, number 2, Basic Instinct, and number 1, Tenet. 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 <laughs> all right, let's look at the all-time ranking. Whoop, get, whoop, get rid of those. Um... All right, so really everything has stayed the exact same, except we put Punchline at number one. Okay. Um, Should I run through the rankings for everybody? Um, yeah, yeah, you can go through them all if you want. Okay, number 21, The Hills Have Eyes 2 Remake. Number 20, Catherine Upside Down. Number 19, Shoulder Arms. Number 18, The Runner. Number 17, Mile 22. Number 16, Conan the Barbarian. Number 15, White Mile. Number 14, High Rise. Number 13, Taxi Driver. Number 12, Prince of Persia. Number 11, Flubber. Number 10, Scoop. Number 9, Hercules. Number 8, Wonder Woman 1984. Number 7, Labyrinth. Number 6, Runner Mansion. Number 5, Basic Instinct. Number 4, Aunt Thomas. Number 3, Clue. Number 2, Tenet. Number 1, Waiting for the Punchline with Friend of the Show next to Arpini. Friend of the Show, baby. We can now say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm thinking. <clears throat> I think this would be a good place to kind of break up, like the t- like the, you know the, the tiers of them. You know how there's like, when you're looking at this list, it goes like Taxi Driver, and then there's like a steep drop off, and then High Rise, and then the rest of those movies are like, you know, bad. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's like, I don't know the the drop off from like the god tier movies of like Punchline and Tenet and Clue. That might be like Labyrinth, and then the drop off, and then the middle tier is like Wonder Woman, Hercules, Scoob, Flubber, mm. Prince of Persia, and then Taxi Driver, and then it's another drop off. I think this belongs maybe a in between like 85 and Hercules or I mean it's between 8 and 9 maybe it's somewhere in that between, I was thinking between 7 and 8 so it yes. would go at number 8 this so, is exactly what I'm thinking yeah like in that middle area somewhere um, so I'd say it's but, probably better than Wonder Woman 1984 but I think Labyrinth is better than it. Is it 84? I, I have it on here as 85. It is in fact 84. <laughs> Don't worry, you guys. I've seen the movie. Um. Yeah, I'm cool with putting it there then. I'm above 1985. Okay. So number, the new number 8. Okay, the new number 8. Perfect. I'll have to update this when we get off of here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so now we will go to. Are we good for me to share the screen for the wheel spin? Or am oh, I, I just going to read it? Off? I got the wheel spin set up already. 
Okay. But you don't even got to share it because I'm going to share. I'm going to hit this button and it should work flawlessly. And it did. That's what's up. Okay. Is it spinning the wheel? Oh, you got it. Nice. Got it. All right. So we're looking at movies, all genres, all scores. We're going to do three. If this is your first time watching or listening or whatever, we go to the, the wheel of fate. We spin the wheel three times and then we pick from those three. Uh, we which one we're going to watch. This is the Thunderdome. Uh, this is the Battle Royale. This is uh, the the Rollerball Arena. So <laughs> let's, let's see what we get. Wheel no- spin number one. Mostly Ghostly 3. One Night in Doom House. <laughs> what is that? Okay. Uh, 2016. It's got a 4.8 out of 10 hour and a half uh fantasy horror uh just one enchanted jewel stands between earth and an army of evil spirits led by the devious ghost ghoul fears with dot 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 any trejos in this movie no shit rl stein's mostly ghostly one night in doom house uh uh, mostly ghostly three yeah Let's spin it again. We get second act comedy drama from 2018. That looks like JLo from this. Oh, I vaguely remember that movie. Um, Maya, a 40 year old woman struggling with frustrations from unfulfilled dreams. Uh, until oh, Maya, a 40 year old woman. Um, until that is, she gets the chance to prove to dot dot dot. All right, well, here we go, boy. Spin number three. Come on, big money. Take shelter. 2011 thriller drama. Uh, played by a series of apocalyptic visions, a young husband and father question whether to shelter his family from a dot dot dot. Ooh. Ooh, these are going to be tough. This one actually has like a really good cast in it. This one does? Take shelter has. Uh, Michael Shannon, Jessica Chastain. Um, who else does it have? I don't know anybody else in the casting. <laughs> who else is it? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't notice anybody or notice anybody else that I knew. All right. Well, okay. So my pick are, of course, uh, Take Shelter and Second Act. You don't want mostly ghostly three. If it was well, mostly ghostly I'd- one, maybe. <laughs> but I can't jump right into the third one. Mm-hmm. We'll just have to we'll we'll have to put a pin in mostly ghostly and bring it back for our spooktacular this year. Oh yeah, for the dude. Yes, you have to put mostly ghostly on the spooktacular. Let me let me make a note of mostly ghostly for the spooktacular. That was actually really fun. That was really cool that we did that. We're pretty smart. Um, yeah, so what are you thinking? What are your, uh, what are your picks? What do you, what's your pick? I'm not sure, because I'm trying to, there's Take Shelter, and then what was the middle one? Second Act. Second Act. Hmm. I'm trying to find out information about Second Act. 
A big box store worker reinvents her life and her life story and shows Madison Avenue what street smarts can do. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know. This is tough. <laughs> it's really tough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I think Take Shelter is probably going to end up being the better movie, but I don't know. All right. Oh, I mean, that's all we need. That's all we need. That's all we need. You being like that one might be better. Yeah. If some, okay. if if you were like, you know what? I think this one's better. Okay. That's I like the title better. All right. Perfect. That's what we're watching. It's right, also sweet. Sony uh, classic pictures film as well. So I imagine that. Oh, okay. Probably gonna be pretty pretty good. And also, so we know, mostly ghostly one who let the ghosts out. All right, there we go. The top pick for uh, the spooktacular. <laughs> All right, and so everyone knows next week we'll be watching Take Shelter on Hulu from 2011. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're watching. Everyone go watch it. Go get your Hulu uh, subscriptions. Uh, go Hulu borrow your... <laughs> Hulu up. Go borrow your buddies. Log in. I don't care. But watch the watch the movie. Come back so we can do it all again. Um, I would also like to put into the throw my suggestion into the spooktacular hat. Um, okay. For Fear Street, uh, the first one, nineteen ninety whatever, because there are three. Okay. But that first one is really cool. I'm the second one is my favorite so far. I haven't watched the third one yet. That's what I. We're cool. Actually, one of my one of my friends from work, like he's doing the same thing where he watched the first one yesterday, the second or the first one two days ago, the second one yesterday, and was watching the third one today, and he said that the second one's the best one so far. Yeah, the second one's really cool, Um, but I think you have to watch all of them to get like why the sec like. The second one picks up right after the first one. So if you hadn't seen the first one, you're not really going to know what's going on in the second one. I'm assuming it's the same way with the third one. If you watch the third one first, you're going to be like, what the fuck? What's happening? <laughs> Don't they, like, descend in time, though? Yeah, they go. Yeah, it goes backwards, It's which is kind of cool. Yeah, my, my one friend at work was telling me uh, that the first one was like, like the member berries from South Park, where it's like, Remember the nineties? <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's like early nineties too. It's like ninety ninety four. So even before my time. Well, no, it's not before my time, but I don't remember. I was two, so I don't really remember anything. Okay, so I think that's um that wraps it up for um all I got. Unless you have yeah. anything else you want to share. Nope, I think I think we've we've hit all our bases. Uh so uh remember, like Ricky said, watch uh the movie for next week on Hulu. <laughs> Just watch a movie for next week. <laughs> uh bring something to share with the class. And this has been now available. I'm Adam Howard. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HowardAK88 and Starm Studios. Uh, 
get notifications on when we're going live, when new episodes are up, what's going on with the show and everything like that. Uh, and you can follow Ricky at... Oh, you can follow me at Ritz Khalifa on Twitter and on um, Twitch where this is being streamed right now. How do you feel about the streaming? I kind of like that. You want to? We could do this every time or again. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely cool. I'm not sure exactly what the streaming schedule will look like, but I think yeah, yeah trying it in the future is going to be good. Yeah, because um, it could just be sporadic. It doesn't need to be like a. We only stream at ten o'clock on Friday nights. Like it could be we stream at eleven thirty on a Thursday morning. Like whatever. Yeah. whatever. <laughs> Yeah, when you when you uh, when the good folks want invested invest uh, in now available, then then we can start scheduling it for uh, regular times. Mint Mobile, if you're out there, Ryan Reynolds, if you're out there, listen. You send me an aviation gin, it could be fucking empty. All right, we're doing this thing at X time, whatever time you want, my man. Uh, who else? Who is the other sponsor that I wanted? Uh. Mint Mobile and Aviation Gin. It goes um, for the two. <laughs> uh, I feel like there was one more, though, but I can't remember. There had to have been what? one more. Well, whoever yeah. it is. You want was to it Jersey Shore? <laughs> Jersey Shore, if you're out there listening and you want to sponsor me, sponsor us, and you want, to, you want Jersey Shore in review, where I watch every episode and break it down for you, play by play, listen. Just send me a couple bucks. Send me a send me a shirt that says uh, "Cabs are here." Whatever the fuck it is, <laughs> you got it. This is it's a wrap for me. Oh, also, if you're if Ryan Haley's out there and you're watching, listening, or if you know him and you're texting him and saying, "Oh, dude, there's these two kids. They want you on the show." Hit me up at uh, Ritz Khalifa on Twitter, please. So that's been now available for this week. Make sure you like, subscribe, share on your podcast services as well as YouTube and tweet, tweet at us or Instagram at us, like I said before. And until next time. We'll see you next time. <laughs> I got to come up with a good ending catchphrase where I can use it every time. Because for a while yeah. I was just kind of using like quotes from the movies or something that I just normally say. If you want if you want your catchphrase read at the end of the episode, send it to me in a tweet and I'll pick the best one. Or send Ricky uh some an empty aviation gin bottle. Or just send me yeah, just, or just send me something. Just just as you drive by his house, toss it out the window of your car <laughs> into the yard. He'll know what it means. If I go outside and there's like a, a lawn full of aviation gin bottles, that's gonna be something else, man. All right, yeah, till next time, we'll see you. Goodbye.